Welcome back to the Dad Chronicle. I'm Alex Albisu. I'm your host. This is episode 34. And as always, you can go back and listen to other episodes where we talk about fatherhood by visiting thedadchronicle.com. Be sure to check out Facebook where we've been um, updating folks with uh, various news around the show. You can just search for the Dad Chronicle on Facebook and uh, like the page there. Today, our guest is Brian. Brian is um, another friend from the Tadpool. Um, you guys, if you guys were just listening to the previous episode, we had old man Franks, um, on the show, uh, Brian, uh, it's nice to meet you, man. That was very nice to meet you too, Alex. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So Brian, why don't you tell the world a little bit about you? Uh, well, I'm a father of four boys. I like to think of myself as a good father, work hard, take care of my stuff, you know? Good. It, you know that that is uh when you ping me and you're like dude i gotta be on your show i have four boys i'm like what <laughs> like that is that is uh, that's a lot man that's amazing so you know we, t- tell me about your boys um my oldest son is 14 so i'm i'm really starting to feel kind of old yeah <laughs> um and i got uh 11 year old a 10 year old and a four-year-old wow he was kind of a surprise (laughs) well he that that is quite a spread man and so uh how are your boys um you know different like as as you're kind of going through that age range like do you see them all as pretty unique personalities or are they all do they all kind of uh generally do similar things have similar traits or what Oh, no, no. They're all completely different. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Even from like day one, you see different personalities. It's such a neat thing to watch a baby just come into the world and change and grow. It's just an amazing thing. So after after three kids, you know, and you're like, ah, I'm probably, you know, we're, we're done. And then uh, the fourth is a is a blessing and a surprise. Mm-hmm. What was your state of mind when something like that happens? Uh, <laughs> uh, really, honestly, we were in a great place. I've, um, he's four now. I've been working for the company I work for now for almost seven years. Uh-huh. I started out driving a forklift and I've moved up to a semi since I've been working there. So oh, wow. I drive a semi now and really this time in our lives has been the most financially stable we've ever been. Great. So, I mean, it w- it was just kind of, okay, let's go. You know, yeah, I'm, you know, you just kind of that that's a great way to react. It's like let's just let's handle it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, it was really funny. My wife actually didn't even know she was pregnant till almost like 4 months in. Oh, really? We had a we had a horrible flu go through the family. Like oh. re, real flu. Everybody was stuff coming out everywhere for weeks. It oh, was man. bad. And she just kind of continued that. And we couldn't figure out what's going on. I told her a few weeks before she even tried that uh, she needed to take a pregnancy test because I was pretty sure. Turns <laughs> out I was right. Hey, the, that paternal instinct kicks in. So, tell me about your wife. Um, my wife is my high school sweetheart. We met in uh, – actually, it was early 2000. Um, it was my senior year in high school. She was a sophomore – yeah, sophomore. She had just moved to California from Michigan, and I saw her smile from across the room and had to go talk to her. You know, it was just one of those, one of those things, you know. Dude, so yeah, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my wife Deanna and I are high school sweethearts as well. And 
you know, like everybody's like, well, you know, like that rarely happens. And while that's true, it's like, I don't know if you experienced this, but when I was younger and like we started dating, like I just like knew I, I was like, she's going to be very special. Something about this is very special. And you know, it like evolved into understanding, like she's my soulmate. Like, did you guys have any of those realizations or? Our first year was really rocky, but after that, it was just kind of like, well, this is kind of meant to be, you know? It just, yeah. Uh, we broke up a few times in that first year. You know, high school, it's just all rocky and crazy. But uh, after that, it was just, you know, we're here, we're doing this. Um, yeah, I've always believed you don't throw away something you can fix. You yeah. Know, it's it's a, it's an idea people don't have these days in this throwaway society, you know. Yeah. I'm always trying to make things work even the hardest times and the worst times we've ever had. We're still working together to make it work. That's what it's about, man. God bless it. That's great. Um so so your wife um how is she handling the idea of having four boys? Uh, she's a little outnumbered, but she is amazing, man. I, I work all the time. She is a stay at home mom. She homeschools all four of our boys. So you're talking 24, seven, seven days a week. She's with these boys. Jeez. I don't know how she does it. That is no amazing. clue. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, our, our wives and, and mothers are seriously some of the, like the, the most patient people in the world. So I, I, totally feel you so uh tell me a little bit about uh you know the way your boys kind of um engage with each other and and play with each other like do they all get along or are they your typical like brothers kind of button heads uh you get a little bit of both man sometimes they're like the best of buddies doing everything together and then sometimes they're just you know totally against each other getting together with video games or board games and man they're working together to get stuff done get the stuff going but when you throw the competition in there they're actually going head to head it gets a little rough they start to realize oh this is testosterone that's what that oh yeah is. <laughs> i can imagine how much of that is is flowing through the house so so they're uh so they're, they're playing video games board games you and i were talking a little bit about how you know you enjoy playing video games um is that something that they naturally picked up on because you you do it or uh did they have just like an interest what was how did that evolve uh, you know i think boys all have an interest in games it's just one of those things it's like uh, playing with toy guns when you're a kid. Yeah. You pick up, make the hand motions. It's just kind of built into us. But I'm sure my interest in all of it did have an effect. Yeah. And what, so what sort of games are they playing right now? Oh, well, all of them have their own DSs. I know we got a few Zelda games and Mario games. You know, all that good stuff. Yeah. Try to keep them with the more family-friendly stuff. My oldest son, he plays a lot on my Overwatch account. He's actually kind of a widow main. He's got like 30 hours on her on my oh, account. Oh, wow. So when somebody looks at your account and they're like, oh, dude, you could totally play a mean widow. Are you like, no, that's my boy? <laughs> or yeah. Yeah, I I got the eighty hours on Ryan. He's got the thirty on Widow. There you go. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, of Junkrat, and I like playing um, Reaper. And but I, if I were to play a tank, it's it's Ryan as well. So I totally feel you. I love it. Um, and so at what point is he? Does he have free reign? Do you think to start playing some of the more like like mature shooters or or something like that? Has he shown interest in anything like that? 
absolutely. I, I know he's playing Fortnite on his phone right now. He, he's the only one that's got one. Um, most of the other stuff, you know, mom's got a real good handle on what they can and can't do. You know, yeah, she she knows she knows a bit more about where they are maturity wise than I do. I, I'm the one that's just like, oh, dude, let's play. You know? <laughs> You're being dad. That's what we do. We yeah. always want to play. Um, at, at what age did he get a phone? Um, that was actually very recent. He joined a program called CAP. It's Civil Air Patrol. So it's kind of a pre-Air Force program where they learn to fly and learn about being in the military, um, uniforms, all that kind of stuff. He's actually flown a plane twice already in the last wow. year. And uh, he's he's working on getting his pilot's license before he's 18. Dude, good for him. So my father-in-law um, spent 30 years in the Marine Corps. Um, he was a he was a fighter pilot, and he now uh, teaches folks how to fly airplanes. And so he and he talks about how they get kids coming in, and I and I didn't realize that the age was younger than you. You don't have to be 16 in order to fly a plane. You you could be 14, right? Yeah, yeah, he's 14 years old. It's amazing. He's flown a plane with an instructor. So sure. there's somebody in the plane with him. It's not like he's out there just flying or anything. Yeah, sure. Sure. What, what what sparked his interest in that? I'm not exactly sure where his interest came from, but you know, he told us he wanted to do something in the military and he showed an interest in flying. So my wife, this genius person, she has somehow found the CAP program online. Found it in our town and signed him up for it, and he's just been gung ho since. Now, are any of your other boys showing interest in military and and that sort of thing? Not so much yet. Um, my eleven year old, he's um, he's a little different, quiet, kind of shy. He's uh, he's built like me, bigger guy, mm -hmm. but. Um, not sure where all his interests lie yet. He likes TV. He likes video games. Not sure he's interested in military. Yeah. Um, my nine-year-old, he we just recently got a diagnosis of autism with him. Oh, wow. So we're working through that process right now. He's actually going in for testing tomorrow to find out about what kind of therapies he can get into to help him with his um, social difficulties. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the little guy's four. Yeah, he he just thinks everything's fun at this point. So, oh, Yeah, we just went camping this last weekend at the beach, and he just wants to go back. Oh, really? Good for him. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so so um, let's talk about – so your nine-year-old is the one that was recently diagnosed with autism. Um, yeah. How did you and your wife uh, handle that? Is that, is, that some, is that hard news to hear, or did you expect it? We were pretty much expecting it. Um, it's not really that hard to hear. It's more that getting that validation that there is something there and to get him in and get him the help he needs. It's sure. it's more of a relief to be able to take him somewhere and get him taken care of and get him straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so what is he doing now in order to um, to like go through some of the testing? Like how did they test him for this? Well, originally he was on like ADD medications because they thought he was severe ADD and all that kind of stuff. I see. So we actually took him off of his medications and just kind of let him go. And he went and saw a psychologist. I wasn't there for the testing, so I don't know what it all involved. Mm -hmm. But uh, it took four four different days with the doctor for him to even give the diagnosis of autism. So yeah, I'm. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure all that goes on there. Yeah, because I had um so I had another guest on, um, Steve who has who has three kids. Uh, and if you guys want to go back and listen to this episode, it's called Autism Awareness. It's It's been a while since I talked to Steve, so it might be a little bit in the backlog. But he has three kids, two of which are autistic, um, and then one of his autistic kids also has cerebral palsy. And so he was you know, just sharing while it, it's an opportunity to see it as a as a challenge, it actually broadened their horizons, broadened their scope on how they uh, they, they perceived what autism is and um and it really took their life on this really interesting track and i and i encourage folks to go listen to that episode if you haven't because it's really interesting um so so what are next steps for him now at this point are are you guys putting him up in some special programs at school or or how's that looking well he's homeschooled so his mom's already got his stuff all kind of going but tomorrow he's going in for um I don't know. It's like pre-testing to go into a program. I believe it's called the teach program Mm -hmm. where they're going to set him up with therapies and stuff to help him with his social issues. Okay. So that's our next step is get him in there and see what they think he needs to get him moving. Very cool. And so what are his interests? Is he, is he like showing the same signs as, as your other boys, like with video games and stuff like that, or is he into other things? Oh, absolutely. He loves video games. Um, anything you put in front of him, he'll play it. But, um, you know, there's other things that are a little different. Like, um, I'm a very sarcastic person, so is my wife. We throw back sar- sarcasm back and forth all the time. It's uh-huh. just how we talk, how we interact. But he is very literal. Everything you say to him is face value. He doesn't yeah. get that sarcasm, you know. So it's it's kind of been an issue for us to actually speak with him and get him to understand what we mean. And you really got to try to be more, I'd say, honest. But it's not like we're being dishonest. It's just you can't use that sarcasm with him. He just doesn't understand it. Yeah. So what, what sort of things do you do to kind of get yourself in that mindset to kind of shift the way that you communicate with your son? It's just trying to remember that, I mean, he doesn't get it. Yeah. Like tonight, trying to come home from our barbecue, we were at to do this interview. He was having a bit of a meltdown because he was leaving and he was supposed to play a game with his cousins. And I was telling him, you know, I got this thing I got to do at home. It has nothing to do with you playing with your cousin. I want you to play with your cousin. That's fine. We can come back another day, but I have to get home for this. Yeah, it's just lining it out so he can see logically what's going on, the order of it, and then it's not just because I'm trying to stop him from doing what he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Tell tell him Mr. Alex is sorry for for stealing dad away and making him come home early. I hope he understands. Yeah, it's not a problem. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it could have been I I ate one of his French fries that threw him off that much, really? you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, but I think that you'll find – I think that what, what also is really interesting about autism uh, in today's society is that there are so many resources out there that people can kind of tap into um, to, to get support and kind of uh, think through the – the potential challenges that may come up with it too. So um, I think that we're lucky to live in an age that we do where there are those resources, you know? So 
Um, now, I, I want to kind of shift focus back to, um, you know, your older boy. So, so 14, he's about to be 15. He's already flying planes, but are you, are you starting to see him wanting to like drive the car or like, is he show any interest in any of that? Oh yeah. I mean, he's got some little buddies he's out doing lawn care with. He's trying to make money. It's a big shift in his little reality. He's out there trying to be a man and I'm sure he's going to want to drive soon. He's definitely trying to work. He's trying to get money. He's realizing life costs and he's got to get out there and get something done. So, Hey man, you know, that's a, that's a really good point because, okay. So like, you know, you kind of, you brought it up earlier. It's like, you know, People these days don't understand X, Y, and Z like we did back in the day, and I'm using air quotes. Um, what sort of values are you trying to instill in your in your boys about you know like this hard work, this idea of you know you you work for what you get? Have you have you had those conversations with them? I've definitely had those conversations with them and I really try to show them through my example. I mean, me, I get up every day at 4:30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I go out and I drive my truck and I work anywhere from usually eight to like 12 hours a day. Wow. Come home. And on the, on the weekends, I'll drive Uber Friday and Saturday. Really? Make extra money. So, I mean, oh yeah. Like Fridays are my crazy day. I'll run almost 24 hours straight. Dang, man. Holy cow. How do you stay awake? Coffee, Red Bull, Monster? Uh, lots of monsters. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. uh, your work ethic, your, um, your devotion to to being a provider is is really awesome, and I I want to give you kudos on that. Um, was any of this an inspiration from your dad? How did your dad kind of influence the way that you approach parenting? Uh, my dad, parenting not so much, but work ethic for sure. My dad was a very hardworking man. He we lived in California, and he was a construction worker. In the union, so he would travel anywhere from two and a half to three and a half hours a day to work and then back. Yeah. So we didn't. I really didn't see him much when I was a kid. Yeah. So that I mean that but must he, have been tough to kind of see a, a father figure if he wasn't really there. Yeah. Yeah. Are, is he is he still alive or? Is yeah, he still he's he's still alive, but uh, we we don't interact too terribly much. Oh, really? So the boys yeah. don't really know him too well. Uh, well, we live in North Carolina. He lives in California, and I'm doing well, but I don't have enough money to take six people to California. Hey, that's fair. That is. And fair. his his health issues keep him from flying. So oh, that's a bummer. That's yeah, yeah. He's getting older. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Where were you at in California? Um, Northern California up in the mountains, kind of by Yosemite. Oh, okay. Oh, dude, that's beautiful out there. Gorgeous. Just not much work. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I was about to say that is not a bad place to grow up because beautiful out there, but, um, what what was gorgeous? What what drew you to, to move to North Carolina? Uh, (laughs) Well, um, this is actually probably one of the hardest things for me to talk about. I actually had um, severe depression and mm. I had been hospitalized a couple of times for um, uh, trying to remember the word for it, uh, suicidal ideation. Mm. So I'd been unemployed for a couple of years. I was just 
way down and my in-laws were moving out this way and it was just kind of one of those why not why not try something new go somewhere different and it's been night and day there i could hardly afford a two two bedroom shoebox of an apartment for my family here i bought a four bedroom house and a new car and we're doing awesome you know it's it's turn my life around to be able to provide for my family that's yeah. incredible man that's a, that's quite a turnaround and I, I give you kudos for that what was uh, uh what was your family situation like then did you have have any of the boys at that point it sounded like you were married at that point right yeah yeah three we had three boys at the time yeah so and- it it was right around the time my third son was born he was probably one or two Right in there. It's about seven, eight years ago. Wow. And how was that for them kind of seeing you in that in that situation? I mean, that, uh, you know, as somebody I, I deal with um, with anxiety and, and some of that certainly not as severe as as what you were dealing with. But how, how did that impact? Did they did they understand what was going on with dad at that point or what? Honestly, I think they're a bit too young to really get it, except for maybe my oldest son. OK. But, I mean, they've seen me struggle. They've seen me change. They've seen me grow. I think they really understand that I've grown and changed as a person through this and come out on top, you know? Well, I I would say you're setting a damn good example of what it is to be a a dad and a provider. And just from our conversations, I think this is – I think it's fantastic. So so awesome. Um, And and I'm glad that you're doing better. I think that that's that's important. You you feeling good? Oh, dude, uh, just I, I can't even explain to you how just sitting in my house uh-huh. and, and knowing my boys have their own rooms and, you know, there's food in the refrigerator. We got a car to get wherever we want to go, man. It's it's the best thing ever. I just I, I sit here and smile just because we have what we have. You know, dude, that's beautiful, man. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I always like to ask fathers who are on this show to maybe provide a little bit of wisdom or, or so, some kind of uh, guidance for anybody who, who may be experiencing a troubling time with uh, their experience as a father or a, a provider for their family. Um, do you have any guidance, any words of wisdom for somebody who, let, let's say yourself, about you know, uh, five, six, seven years ago? I'd say I did the right thing, man. Don't be afraid to take a big leap. Sometimes those things that seem scary and huge and hard to do are the best thing for you, man. Get out of the situation you're in, whatever's bringing you down and tearing you apart. Just get out of it, get away from it, and try something new. Sometimes that's all it takes to turn your life around, man. That's beautiful. No, I love that, man. Um, Well, you know, I I really do appreciate you taking the time to kind of talk through your story. Um, I think that you, your specific situation where you have, you know, kind of recovered from a tough situation, um, uh, that, that a lot of folks really struggle with in this world, you know, with, with depression and, and, you know, you're showing your boys that what it is to be a man and to be strong and to, to work hard and to overcome any situation. I think that's very inspiring. So, you know, kudos to you, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I, I could actually share this on your show. Yeah. So, you know, I think um, 
you know, what we'll do is certainly stay in touch. And, you know, I, I want to play some Overwatch with you at some point um, because I always need a good Reinhardt tank to, to roll around with me. Um, so so let's make sure we add each other on Battle.net after this. Um, for the rest of the folks at home, um, if you'd ever like to reach out to the show, email the Dad Chronicle podcast at gmail.com. Our guest today is Brian. Brian, thank you again for sharing your story. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Alex. I, I really appreciate being on your show, and I'm going to go back and listen to all the rest of your podcasts and hear all these other inspirational stories. It's nice to connect with some more dads. Absolutely. Uh, everybody out there, have a wonderful evening. You want to say goodbye to the nice folks at home, Brian? Goodbye, everybody. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.